This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Got a lot of Dever stuff to talk about on this episode. Some details about the contract negotiations kind of got, I wouldn't say necessarily leaked out, but they kind of got disclosed today on what exactly the status is and not close odds of a deal happening in the next 36 hours or so uh, is pretty slim, but we will get into it and what it all means. Opening day is no longer on Thursday because it's going to be a monsoon in New York. So that will happen on Friday and we won't have that annoying off day in between games one and two. Now it'll be a straight three game set throughout the weekend. So um, so that's the, the status of opening day. Charlie Smith with me tonight to kind of break down all this stuff we've uh, figured out today with Devers. But how are you? You know, I, um, I'm doing okay. I, uh, I'll admit that I'm a little disappointed that we still haven't, it kind of feels like we, we haven't seen a lot of traction on what I think is the most important puzzle piece to the Boston Red Sox for the foreseeable future. I'm super happy with the signing for Trevor Story a little while ago, but it's time to get back to business and uh, lock the team down uh, for the foreseeable future. And this is one of the core pieces. And it's uh, disappointing that we may have missed an opportunity to uh, to lock him in for more years and perhaps technically more money. Uh, but now it's going to be an exorbitant cost and uh, it's going to be tough. It absolutely is. So let me get right into the uh, quotes today. Um, So Hector Gomez of Z Deportes, which is a big uh, Spanish-speaking MLB site. Uh, He's got a huge Twitter following, verified, all that. Very, very credible um, baseball guy. He reported uh, today that... Uh, Devers rejected the extension that was discussed in the last several days uh, because Devers said, quote, it was lower than I was willing to consider. So that says, okay, they're pretty far off. Earlier in the week, uh, according to Alex Spear, Uh, Devers told him, we had a conversation with the team. We didn't get to anything, but I still have one more year. I have this one and next year, and I'm ready to play with Boston, with the Red Sox. We're not going to talk about it 
during the season, and we'll see how the season goes. So those are the quotes. Devers is shutting down talks, presumably as soon as he gets to the park on Friday to play the Yankees in the Bronx. There's going to be no more discussions until the season ends, whether that's September or hopefully October. <laughs> Who's to say if they throw $350 million in front of him? Mookie Betts money in June, maybe maybe that gets it done. Maybe he can't say no to that, but that certainly remains to be seen. But what are your what are your takes on that? Um, I'm gonna admit that I was shocked that he took that contract, 124 million, spanning five years. Uh, I'm shocked for two reasons. One, because of the caliber player that he is. Um, Jose Ramirez is not the oldest positional player at his, you know, he's not the oldest third baseman. He's, he's only 29. Uh, he will be turning 30 very late this year and was lined up to get a mega deal, a mega contract. The Cleveland Guardians, that is the first time I've said <laughs> their name like that, and I had to take a second before I said it because I almost botched it, have never spent $100 million on a player. They had never done it. And that was something that I was going to mention, and then ESPN beat me to it. Thinking back about all the other players that they had in the past, the Cleveland Indians at the time passed up the opportunity to give a $100 million contract to a then outfielder that joined the Boston Red Sox for eight years and came over to Boston. Manny Ramirez. Manny Ramirez is the man. He came over for that mega contract, well over $100 million. So there, there are still a couple teams that haven't, that haven't dumped $100 million into a player. But my opinion about Jose Ramirez is uh, as far as like his elite class at third base, there are very, very few people that you can name in his group. And he's averaging less than $25 million per over the next five years. He'll be 34 when his contract is over. He won't be getting another mega contract. He's made his money. That's it. So if you're Jose Ramirez and you just made $124 million and you, by some, may be viewed as one of the top three, five best third basemen in all of baseball, if you're Rafael Devers, maybe you missed your window to capitalize on 30-plus unless you still think you're going to be making 32, 33, 35 million per. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be tough. And Rafi Devers, I think is someone we should assign 3 years ago to a to an extensive deal, 10, 11 years, I don't care, because we knew what he could do. And now we're watching him crack up 38 home runs, 110 plus RBIs, hitting 260, 270. He made 4.5 million last year. He just made 11 11 2 or 11 1 this year. For arbitration, what was it? Uh, eleven and change. I'm not sure. Uh, eleven and change. I, might even been eleven point four actually, but but with it's, a, it's incredible. With Ramirez, though, you're right. He's certainly top five. Some people might have him in the top three. That extension he signed with the Guardians today, and I did have. I was on the ball enough to write Guardians in my notes here. I, I did not write Indians. 
but his his deal got announced today. So with the Devers stuff getting uh, released today as well, the details of the negotiations, a lot of people are comparing the two. And I don't think that's fair. I think Jose Ramirez lowballed himself today. He should have got far and away at least double what he got, I would say. Close to double, close to 250, 225 to 250 instead of 125. This is just how how amazing he's been. I mean, he's putting together a Hall of Fame career here. And, excuse me, four out of the last five years, he's been top six MVP or better, and in three of those years, actually much higher. 2017, he led the league with doubles, 56 of them. Hit, let's see, 29 home runs, drove in 83, well over 300. His OBP, 374. He was third in the ML, uh, in the MVP votings. 2018, third place again. Hit 39 dingers that year, 105 ribbies. 2019, had a bit of an off year. Not not a terrible year by any means. Still still very productive. Um, twenty twenty abbreviated season. So be it. Led the league in runs forty five. Hit just under three hundred. Three eighty six OBP. Was second in the MVP voting. And even if it's an abbreviated year, I don't care because that was still on par with all those other seasons. So not a flash in the pan year. And then last year, 2021, sixth in the MVP voting. Hit 36 bombs, just over 100 ribbies. The dude's an on-base machine. This guy lowballed himself. So I don't think the... The Devers comparisons, like all the the Red Sox fans out there, and and it's not the majority of Red Sox fans, but it's a big enough faction of them want him to take that deal. They they think they they think that's realistic, and I just don't think it is. Not even close. It's it's just not even close, and you you definitely hit the nail on the head there. Averaging less than twenty five million per, he shot himself in the foot over another 40, 50 million that he could have probably made over that deal. He could easily have made 30, 31 over the course of a per, per for five, six years. He could have made 186 million over the course of five, six years. Yeah. Could have made over 200 million in, in seven years. There's no question. So, I mean, while I I'd love to say that this is going to be a resetting of the the bar for what third basements or third basemen are going to make. Rafi Devers isn't going to sign that contract. We all know that. Rafi Devers is is a young kid, uh, and he knows he's going to be getting paid. He's going to be getting well over two hundred million. So, I mean, where do you where do you put him in your in your class of third baseman? Devers. Yep. Where do you put Devers in your class of third baseman? I probably put him third. Third overall, and your other two? Yes, and I'm kind of factoring in what I'm expecting in the next couple of years. He doesn't quite have the sample size as some of the other guys that we are putting him in there with, like Jose Ramirez. 
Uh, Nolan Arenado, somewhere in the top five, wherever you want to put him. Uh, Manny Machado, I know not a friend of Red Sox fans, but still a, a consistent performer year in, year out uh, in the 3,100 range, somewhere in those neighborhoods. He's He's got to be up there. I think he did win the MVP in, in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, the NL MVP. I could be wrong, but if not, he was, he was right there. Um, so I, I'd probably put Devers third behind Machado, Arenado, and, and then, and then Devers. And just, just so, just so you know where these guys are for the audience, Machado in 2019 at age 29 signed a 10 year, $300 million deal, 30 million a year, no fancy structuring, just a straight, 10-year, $300 million deal. No opt-outs, no money deferred, no escalators, nothing. Nolan Arenado took what was a little bit of a discount uh, a couple years ago as well, maybe three years ago, signed an eight-year, $260 million deal with the Rockies. That's $32.5 million a year. So it's less money overall, but he's making more annually than Machado by $2.5 million. And then, of course, I mean, Jose Ramirez should have been somewhere in that ballpark and settled for just one twenty-five. Here's another one that's mind-boggling. Slightly different position, shortstop, same side of the infield. Carlos Correa got 105 million for three years for only three years not much less than what Ramirez is taking for five so I think realistically at this point Devers has to be probably in the 260 to 300 range is where he's going to land I think that's about what his market is I so the reason why I asked you where you put Devers in your group is I think Devers is not the best third baseman. I think Arenado is third. I think Devers is second. And the one who is the best third baseman in all of baseball lowballed himself. I think that Jose Ramirez brings defense. He brings offense. He steals bases. He gets walks. And he doesn't strike out that much. This is someone who definitely lowballed himself. When I heard five over 124, I thought it was a typo. I was like, I think they inverted the two for a five. Oops, someone's going to come out and make that, you know, known. And then it didn't happen. So if Rafi Devers was a shortstop and was a little bit more in shape and could play better defense, absolutely. He'd be the best, best one at his position. Carlos Correa is, I think what, three years younger than Arenado, a couple years younger than Ramirez. Um, he's he's older than Devers because Devers is only, Devers is what, 25, 26? I think he is 25. I think 25, okay. And Correa is 27. He, he, he turns, his birthday's like towards the end of the year because I remember he has, they were talking about his birthday like towards the end of the season. So he just turned 27. I think it was 27 last year. Um, and he plays a premier position. Shortstop is one of the premier spots. If you're 
if you're playing third base, it's still an elite position, but it's not shortstop. And that's why Carlos Correa is getting that, that money. Carlos Correa is also three years younger. If he doesn't opt out and he makes that 105, I totally expect him to opt out after his first or second year to get that buku buck contract. Carlos Correa, I've already mentioned it, has never hit 30 home runs. He's never hit 100 RBIs. He's never hit 300 outside of that one year. I just... I, I just I can't see it. it. It's insane that he got as much as he did. The difference, Carlos Correa, defensively, much better. Rafi Devers, you better wear a helmet when you're sitting in the stands because there's a good chance you might catch a ball to the dome. That's something that he's going to have to clean up. Um, but Jose Ramirez, man, he does it all. He literally can do it all. And it's uh, it was a shock when he took the contract that he did because I think Devers was probably hoping that Ramirez took a 30-per-year deal, you know, 5 for 150, 7 for 210, so that way Devers could say, let me build on that. Let's get into the nitty-gritty here of what we think is going on. So is how, how low do you think the Red Sox went? If they did something as dumb as the John Lester thing, good God. Like, there's no way. We, we know that that didn't happen. I think it was probably 7-175, 6 so, for 155, 6 for 156, like a little bit more than 25 per, a little bit more than what Xander's getting, 5, 6 million more per year. Okay, so 7 at, at 175, that's 25 per. Right. And it, it may have even been seven for like one one eighty, you know, like seven for one eighty five, something like twenty seven or twenty eight mil per. But either way, it was enough for him to say, no, it wasn't really what I was looking for. Because you you think, okay, four or five million per year under the mark, but seven eight years, we're, we're talking thirty five forty million here. That's that's a couple of houses. That's a couple of uh, you know kids financial situations and kids kids set for life you know uh, he wants to make sure he's getting every every dollar and unfortunately i don't think that the the team discount thing is going to apply because xander bogarts has filled everybody's heads that you just shouldn't take a team discount i don't think xander's setting up very well for for free agency but that that's a conversation for another show uh, if he if he opts out i mean so, seven at one seventy five. I mean, to me, that that is a low ball offer. Like it, it's not quite the same slap in the face as the Lester deal, but that's like they should know that's probably not going to get it done. Agreed. I, I absolutely. Would, I would say, here's what I think's going on. We talk about how good or how not so good Devers is defensively. We all just saw Fernando Tatis, who's a terrible defensive shortstop. I think they've been putting him in the outfield a little bit uh, from time to time. He still got $340 million from the Padres. So I think Devers is like, well, you know, I'm not that good defensively either but 
neither is Tatis. He's still he's still brought in a huge haul. Tatis though was what 21, 22 when he signed his deal. And so that's, that's where that extra money came into play. And the Padres at the time didn't have any major contracts that were like looking towards the future in eight, nine years. That was their guy. That was the face. It wasn't going to be Eric Hosmer. Eric Hosmer's career was over a year plus ago. He's still getting paid from for some silly contract, but you can blame their GM for making that one. He is the face of their team. Had he not gotten injured and maybe made some poor choice mistakes as every kid would. This is potentially the face of, of baseball. Some could argue it. There, there's five guys like the Mount Rushmore of baseball. People are going to say Aaron judge. Cause he plays in New York. People are going to say um, Mike Trout. People are going to say maybe Juan Soto and, and arguably maybe Fernando Tatis jr. I don't think people are talking about Rafi Devers. I don't think people are talking about, uh jose ramirez like boston's a big market but people don't know rafi devers if if you were to show a picture of jose ramirez in cleveland i i bet you 25 percent of people probably don't know who he is if you show aaron judge's picture in new york 99 percent of people no joke no pun there probably know who aaron judge is agreed and the reason why i think devers is looking at the Tatis deal, I don't think he's telling himself, you know, the things that you pointed out accurately. I, I had I have no problem with with anything that you pointed out as far as him being younger, the face of the franchise, longer deal. I just don't think Devers is looking at it that way. I think he's just looking at the final figure and saying, that's where I need to be. Mookie Betts, who was quite a bit older than Devers. I, I think Mookie was what, 29 when he signed that extension, something like that, maybe 28. Yeah. But his was a 12-year deal worth 365 still, you know, in that neighborhood. If the Red Sox came at him at 175 or 200, that that tells me that Devers is definitely north of 3. And the real tragedy about all of this is that if Bloom signed him 1 year ago, it's probably less than three. It's definitely less than three. And Devers takes it. And Devers takes it, I think. I don't think there's I don't think there's any posturing. I don't think there's don't talk to me during the season. I think he, he signs that deal and, and he's happy to stay as a member of the Boston Red Sox. I absolutely agree. Uh, I'm praying that this wasn't because Bet's got the um Betts' deal was what? It was 12 years, 360, 12, 364, 12, 365. It was something like that. 365, uh, I think. 365. Okay, cool. So 12365. Uh it was it was an insane deal. Mental. And this is year, let's see, 2020 is year three of that deal because he, he signed it right before the shortened season. Um I think there's even a case to be made where you could have signed him two years ago. And he might just be hovering over $200 million, maybe, over pretty friendly year deal for the first couple of years. Granted, you're chewing up arbitration, and that's a big one. You probably lost $100 million of, of, uh, of pay had they just saved the money. Unfortunately, we, we waited. We waited too long. And because we waited too long, it's, it's, it's going to hurt us. 
and this is still someone that they need to prioritize, but it's going to it's going to be a couple extra pennies for this one. I think the problem with doing it in 2020 was they were trying to get under the the tax because Dombrowski had us way over. We were at 245 the year we won the um the World Series and I think the tax threshold was either 206 or 208 at that point. So if if he would have if he would have went crazy and signed some of our homegrown guys to a long-term deal, we wouldn't have been able to draft Meyer, I think. Right, but you don't necessarily have to build it. You don't have to give him like a 10-300 like Manny Machado. I, I'm pretty sure his contract is the same annual salary every year. I'm pretty sure he's just making $30 million a year, and that's it. It is. Like you mentioned, that's it. Yeah. If you backload that contract, maybe the latter couple of the years, you give him a couple extra million to still get under that threshold. Yes, he's making little to nothing at the beginning, but man, when he gets to cash in towards the end, he's getting paid. I mean, Mookie's deal, his is kind of like a, like a rainbow. It's low to high back to low again. Some of these deals, their they're most expensive years or the most, uh, the most costly years are in the middle, towards middle late. And then the last like two, three years, it drops off. Like Arenado has that. Arenado has a couple of years where he's making like 34, 35. And then his last couple of years, I think he's making under 30. So $8 million less is still enough to sign one or two guys. Um, or allocate those funds somewhere else, maybe to a pre-arbitration or arbitration-eligible player. So I don't necessarily think that just because they were concerned about that, it completely knocks us out of signing someone like that. Maybe you backload it, or you kind of mid-backload it. I don't know when Devers was signed. It was it was as an international free agent, so he wasn't in the draft or anything. He was uh, signed out of the Dominican Republic. They signed uh, 16-year-old Devers in August of 2013. Okay. And he was ranked as the sixth overall international prospect out of 50, and he agreed to a $1.5 million deal nine years ago. Okay. So he was a Ben Sherrington signing international. I didn't know if it went quite as far back as uh, Epstein, but I guess it couldn't have because he would have been like 10 at that time. But Mm -hmm. so here's my question. If he wasn't a Sherrington guy and he was a Bloom guy, if he was a guy that Bloom signed, developed or whatever, and this is hypothetical because Bloom got here too recently, but had Bloom been the GM now for a while, Devers would probably be signed to a contract if he was Bloom's guy. Like the extension probably. would have happened by now. Probably. <laughs> uh, I think the uh, the Bloom fans would agree that he would have already been signed big time. He would have, but because he's not his guy, because maybe he's a little flawed, uh, a little bit defensively, I still have that narrative that he wants his own team. He doesn't want these Dombrowski guys sticking around. He wants a team that he can take credit for, that when we finally win a championship, if we win a championship <laughs> with Bloom, he he wants all the credit. And Devers just isn't his guy. Right. I just, it's, it's frustrating. It's just absolutely frustrating. Here's the worst nightmare for Red Sox fans. This this is every Red Sox fan's worst nightmare. 
we get a tweet from a Red Sox beat writer or perhaps a big national guy like Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, that Rafi Devers has fired his agent and hired Scott Boris. Woof. <laughs> that's the that's the worst nightmare because th- at that point he's probably unsignable. I mean, it, I will I won't be mad at the Red Sox if they don't give Devers three hundred fifty million. If that's the asking price and they don't give it to him, I won't be mad at that aspect of it. the The aspect I'm going to be mad about is not doing it a year ago, misplaying it before they got to that point. That's what I'm going to be mad at. But I would not be shocked if if Scott Boris ends up representing Rafi Devers. That would be a game changer, a significant game changer. I, I just, oh God. Like, I also won't be upset if they miss it at 10-350, 10-340, 10-330, 10, 320 under 320 you're starting to like you're starting to tickle my brain a little bit you know <laughs> if we're, we're if we're in the you know the nine what oh god i have to look that up 35 times nine times i think it's what 350 yeah 315 times eight 35 per over eight years uh 280 million if you can get him at 33 annually for eight years I'm comfortable doing eight to 64. Multiply it by nine, give them 33 over nine, and then that's it. Yeah, you're probably going to be hurting over the latter two, maybe three years of that contract, but then you don't have to worry about him wearing pinstripes. You don't have to worry about him going to LA. You don't have to worry him about him going to a team that's just like, sure, we'll give you 325 million over eight years. Like Texas Cape Court Seeger still blows my mind, but that happened. So, Anything is possible, and it, it just n- – nothing surprises me anymore. Um, it would just – it would really hurt to see Rafi Devers go, especially to another team that may offer him even more years but less average annual because then at that point they're just kind of throwing money at him. They're throwing money away as well. Here's another crazy twist. It's just a scenario. What if we find out that the offer for Devers was less than the one hundred and eighty two million the Rays just gave Wander Franco? That would be I can't even discuss that. That would theory. be a PR nightmare. That would be awful. For the Red Sox, yeah. Yeah. That'd be awful. I think it's safe to say that that didn't happen. Would you agree? I don't know. I I don't know. Oh, Terry, that would hurt. That would absolutely destroy. Because that would destroy. The reason I question it is what if the Red Sox were trying to just be creative and giving him a five-year deal, higher annual value, and just pitching it like, you're going to be a free agent at 30. You can still get your massive deal. Just sign this one for now. I I would be frustrated at that because as we've pointed out with the other contracts, Machado, Arenado, Tatis, that's just not the world we live in. Correct. That's just not the world we live in. So I, I would be pretty furious 
if if we found out that that was the case. Here's another thing. See, I think people right now have Red Sox fans being the people kind of have post-traumatic stress from the, the Mookie Betts debacle. And that was another thing. Mookie was never really lowballed, but it, it was mishandled. Like you can definitely put it in the mishandle category. And yep. the Red Sox tried to give him kind of like a cute $100 million extension early. And I think it was right after 2016 when he uh, came close to winning MVP. They just tried to sign him at a straight up five year, $100 million extension which probably at that point took him to what his age 30 season. And that would have been 20 million per Mookie said, no, the next season they came back eight years, 200 million. And that was after 2017. And Mookie said, no, then they play through 2018. And finally we get to the, the North of 300 million. And it might've been right at 300 million. And, so the Red Sox just misplayed that. They should have came way over the top in either 2016 or 2017. They didn't do it. They also haggled with Mookie quite a bit when he was when he was drafted in the fourth round. Like they were haggling over the signing bonus, and Mookie very nearly did not sign with the Red Sox. Like it, it was like the day of the deadline. If if they didn't give Mookie what he wanted, he was going to college instead. And you know, they, the Red Sox coughed it up and, and the rest was history at that point. But, but the Red Sox, they, they just, they misplayed it and should have just came over the top a couple of years earlier. And I think that is giving, like I said, Red Sox fans, it's triggering the PTSD from the Mookie situation now with Devers. So, and the other thing too, that we're seeing when Devers hits a home run in spring training, inevitably within the next few minutes on the Red Sox Twitter account, the official Red Sox Twitter account, they'll put the clip on there of Devers hitting a moonshot and absolutely crushing one. And I would say 60 to 70% of the mentions, maybe even more in that thread, it's not fans being like, oh, yay, Devers just crushed one. Sixty <laughs> percent of the mentions are extend Devers, pay the man, extend right. him. That's yes. what it is. And I, this, we got a taste of it today. Yeah, this whole debacle is going to be very public and potentially very messy. <laughs> it if, will be. It's just absolutely insane. So, before we go. I, uh, I've been doing this a lot lately. If you, if you don't follow us on Twitter, our, our Twitter handle for the, the podcast is at bastards underscore Boston. And I've been posting usually an hour before we come on. I give the followers on Twitter a chance to chime in and tonight's tweet. We've got some thunder going on out there. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, yeah, I can. Two second attention span, Terry. Um, so I, I give the followers a chance to, to chime in and I, I put our, uh, the selfie you took of us at Fenway. Oh yeah. And I posted that picture and I said, these two bastards will probably say mean things about the Red Sox tonight in regards to Devers. And I said, I told them, post your thoughts below. 
So here's some of them. Jenny, who is uh, a very ardent follower of ours, has followed us for a while, likes and comments on a lot of our tweets, says, uh, she says, in true bastards of Boston baseball fashion, LOL, she goes, got to hear the numbers first, but they're still tomorrow. So a little bit of optimism there. I'll take that. I like that. I like the optimism. I I think it's great. It's just going to be... We also have to be realistic here. So temper expectations, but I like the optimism. Nancy Farrington says, if they lowballed, mean away. She goes, God, they never learn. (laughs) And we're talking about John Lester nearly a decade ago. It seems like it was just yesterday. And, And of course, Mookie. So she's a little bit fed up. A lot of people questioning what what the numbers were. And uh, Jennifer Moore, also along the same lines, says, mean things was my instinct too, but I want to hear what the deal was offered first. But but then she she finishes it off by saying, but let's be real. I'll I'll probably still say mean things. So appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Uh, our pals over at the small state big takes podcast said Devers deserves the key to the bleeping city. I censored it there, but, <laughs> but a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of things. I haven't gotten a chance to read this yet, but now I'm curious because, uh, Andrew responded to it. Our, our co-host, Andrew Dwan. We'll see where it goes. I probably should have read it first, but uh, the overweight underdog who is actually Jeremy from our YouTube crew. I, I don't plug them enough. I will regularly once the season starts, but we do have a YouTube channel, separate crew. So if you want more content, we got some on YouTube. Go check them out. Very, very good group of guys. But the uh, Jeremy says, uh, it feels like Heim wants doesn't I think he meant to say doesn't want any trace of Dombrowski. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Terrible radio people. He goes, it feels like Heim wants any trace of the Dombrowski uh, regime out of this franchise, which is what I was saying earlier. He goes on to say he doesn't care how talented these guys are. If the terms of the Devers extension come out and it's below Jose Ramirez, then I will consider it proof that he wants Devers gone. So, um, yeah. So Andrew just simply chimed in and said Devers was signed during the Sherrington administration, which which is true. So some of this we've gone over. Right. And um, yeah, actually, another one of our uh, co-hosts on YouTube, uh, Joey Shigori hit, but his uh, handle is uh, Jay Boston. Here's an interesting uh, comment he makes. He says, if the team lets Mookie, Devers, and Bogey all go within four years, does ownership not care about having a face of the team? That's that's a good point, because who's the face? Ouch. If they're not back next year, Xander can opt out, as we've said, and we'll say it 100 more times throughout the season. If he opts out and isn't re-signed... Devers will probably be either signed to his extension next winter or traded, as we've said. 
They're not going to let him walk for nothing. If they can't come to a deal next winter, he'll be he'll be traded just like Mookie Betts was to try to get some type of a package. So that would mean Devers not back next year. Who's the face of the team at that point? As far as a position player. Honestly, if that's the case, I don't know who's going to be on the team then. I'll need a couple years to figure that out. I mean, because if everybody's expendable, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, a guy named Tristan Casas hit an absolute bomb tonight. Off to a hot start in AAA. Wait, I, is that? Uh, sorry for cutting you off. You finish your thought. I was going to say he he could be up in a couple months. Are you saying, Terry, that Tristan Casas is the future face of the Boston Red Sox? It's possible. Here we go. <laughs> and he, he could be so good that even if Devers is extended, maybe he still is. I mean, Devers, I'm, I'm going down a slippery slope with this, but Devers, he's not... He's not an English speaker, so he's not, you know, he's not on Twitter. There's no real social media presence with him. And um, outside of his clubhouse interviews, there's just not a lot of stuff going on with Devers that's off the field. I think Casas, he's young. He's already made brash statements about the Yankees. He goes, I can't wait to contribute to this rivalry and bury the Yankees. Like, I think, I I just think he's going to more likely end up being the face if he if he works out so even if Devers is here Devers probably still going to be my favorite player uh, on the team I just I've loved him from the moment he crushed Chapman and in that game in Yankee Stadium it, it was 104 mile an hour fastball and the exit velocity off Devers bat was 113 miles an hour just absolutely crushed it and he was 20 years old when he did that and was that was that the one in left field he cracked it to left field at, at Yankee Stadium. I want to say it was right center. And if, if anybody follows Josie McFly on Twitter, he was the Yankees fan who was had that video go viral because he was celebrating. If Devers is out, the game's over. And then Devers crushes it to either tie it or perhaps it, it was a go-ahead uh, home run with runners on base. But... It was just a very viral moment, and I've always just been a big Devers guy. I mean, I, I think he legitimately will be the next big poppy in terms of clutch, dramatic moments. And But I think Casas will, will probably be the face regardless. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I was just looking up uh, home run Devers off of Chapman. August 14, 2017, he tied the game with a left center shot in the top oh, of the ninth with center. two outs. Okay. That's what what it was, and it was, I mean, he cranked it. That was a just right down the dish, and uh, I think they said 103 miles an hour. That's just silly. 103 and just mack that. Um, I don't remember seeing exit velocity, but I remember hearing them say that it was over 110, and he just destroyed it. Yeah, and he he's been a favorite of mine ever since. I always preferred him over Mookie for some reason. I, I don't know. I'm just I've just always been a big Devers guy. That's why this is going to be so painful <laughs> to me. But 
but maybe Hein Bloom is not a big Devers guy, so <sighs> I'm just a little frustrated. But any uh, any final thoughts? Rafi Devers actually does have a Twitter. Does he, he started back in 2015, and his last tweet was January 26, 2016. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. And his last uh, his last tweet was January 29, 2016, and it starred the top 100 pipeline players. Lewis Brinson was number 16. Devers was number 17. Nomar Mazzara was number 18. Uh, Jose Barrios was 19, and then Austin Meadows was 20. That's insane when you think of those names again. Only two are really relevant, and the third one is, well, now he's relevant again. He, he just got traded, so we'll see. But Brinson and Mazzara are, I don't even think they're they are relevant anymore. No, absolutely not. All right, I guess we'll wrap on that. If by some miracle, at some point tomorrow, which is Thursday, correct? Or is that tomorrow, Wednesday? Opening day. Tomorrow's Opening Thursday. Day. Yes. You betcha. Still plenty of baseball, by the way, even uh, despite not being Red Sox and some pretty good matchups as well. But if by some miracle we do get an ex- a Devers extension tomorrow or perhaps a Bogarts extension, uh, or, or even if news develops on, on Friday morning, uh, the, the morning of opening day, we'll be back to discuss that. Barring a major development, we will be back on Sunday to record the first regular show of the season. And on the uh, Sunday show, we call that the early week show. That'll be Charlie, Job, and I. That's going to be the alignment uh, up until halfway through the season. And uh, in, in this first half of the season, Jason and Andrew on the midweek. Uh, with myself and then we'll kind of mix things up halfway through i think uh, let's see jason will come back to the early week and we'll ship job over with andrew so that's what you guys can look forward to there'll be four shows per week outside of an emergency podcast uh covering a major development so plan on at least four and uh everybody have a good rest of your week take care oh sorry Thought you had something else, Charlie, but my bad. Take care, everyone.